everybody, welcome to the New World Pictures Podcast. Corn Tober continues. And this bonus episode, we are going to take you into the Children of the Corn franchise, the inspiration for Corn Tober. I'm Ryan. With me, as always, is Mark. I like corn on the cob, but I'm not a big fan of cream of corn. And Erica. I go by Erica, who walks behind the rose now. (laughs) (laughs) And she's been making us all say it for weeks now. And joining us in this episode, you remember him from our episode about the great land of small. He is the co-host of the VHS podcast, Dirk Marshall, everybody. Thank you. Someone on this podcast is psychokinetic, like off the charts. <laughs> Dirk, thank you so much for joining us on this. I mean, who who else could we have asked to watch <laughs> 10 Children of the Corn movies? Yeah, I get it. I made you all watch The Great Land of Small, and this is what I get. <laughs> now, Dirk, let's start with you. How many of these movies had you seen prior to this? One. <laughs> Okay. Twenties. <laughs> so it was was it Runaway? Was that the only one? <laughs> no, I'd only seen the first one. Okay. And it was with my childhood friend Aaron, and it was while his dad was eating raw hamburger on the couch. Okay. <gasps> That's a specific memory. I guess once yep. you see somebody eat raw hamburger, that memory doesn't leave you. Right. Yeah. And I just had never seen any of them. So I really loved the idea of like, well, you, time to catch up, you know, watch all of them. Yeah, this is the time. And it's Corntober. It's definitely the time. Uh, listeners, if you recall, we talked about for a very first episode of this podcast was Children of the Corn. It was the first 1984 Children of the Corn. Late, earlier this year, we also did an episode of Nearly New World where we talked about Children of the Corn 2, <laughs> The Final Sacrifice. And in that episode, you can, li- you can he- if you listen to it, you will hear us talk ourselves into doing this because at that time we had a different horror franchise plan to do a ranking of and i even sent all of the discs to mark to be like haha we're doing it and then in that episode erica talked us into we have to do children of the corn therefore we started to yeah, say baby. okay uh, and we planned corntober and here we are yeah, no regrets. Um, and then we and we then we couldn't do this alone. We had to bring in someone else and uh, force you to watch all these movies. <laughs> I mean, a cult starts at a small place, but that's it needs right. to grow. So that's yeah. the thing, right? Right. Well, I I do have to say one of my favorite episodes of the New World Pictures podcast is the ranking of the Hellraiser franchise. <laughs> thank you. Well, thank you. Yeah, oh, thank you. Such thank sweet you. suffering and. Uh, <laughs> So I was excited to, to get to contribute to this episode. Yes. <laughs> well, uh, thank you for that. And uh, that was, um, I would have to say, I don't know if it's because we did that. This one didn't feel as tough as the Hellraiser ones. Correct. What do you What do you think, Mark? Uh, I think there are some peaks and valleys. <laughs> I think... <laughs> I think sometimes I felt like I was harvesting and sometimes I felt like I was being harvested. <laughs> but I mean we'll get into it for sure. What we were what we're definitely going to do tonight is we're going to I think are going to do is that this is the first time we have watched the entire franchise. So basically we raw cobbed the entire Children of the Corn yeah, franchise. We raw cobbed it. We raw cobbed <laughs> it. We sure did. Much sure like did. it is often done in this franchise. Mm-hmm. You go raw cob. You do not cook this yeah. corn. You raw cob it. You just Pull mm-hmm. a piece of corn right off the stock and eat it when you're ready. Uh, or not ready or hungry. Strong or tea. Rock uh-huh. hobbit. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's what this franchise loves to do the most. 
So I think before we dive in, though, Dirk, I want to make sure, did you watch also all the Hellraisers in preparation for that episode? <laughs> yeah, well, I did that to myself. But, um, yeah, there was a couple I'd avoided, but when I heard that you were ranking them all, I was like, well, I finally need to know this, this yeah. movie where he just sits in a room. <laughs> you know, I needed to see everything. Right. right. You needed to open the box. You needed to open yeah. the box. so much to show you. <laughs> Unlike uh, the Hellraiser franchise, though, I really like some of the Hellraiser franchise. Oh, yeah. oh okay. You yeah. did, meaning you didn't like some of these Children of the Corn movies. Well, I mean, we'll we'll get to that. I'm sure. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, speaking of, we might as well dive into it. You guys ready? Oh, we're ready. Oh yeah. Had you guys seen any of the others, Mark? Have you seen any of the other Children of the Corns before we? I had seen one and two. Okay, before that's we right, started because this. we right well mm-hmm. as we as we had talked about, you actually saw two on video back in the day, correct? So that you didn't just watch two for in preparation for that episode. No, I had already seen it. In fact, I wanted to see it in the theaters when it was out, but I missed it. Saw it on video later. And Erica, you had not seen anything but one and two, which you only watched for this podcast. No, I had seen one. Then I had only seen two because of this podcast. Okay, but and you had then... seen one before. Yes. before the podcast. Yes. Okay. I'm hip. I'm cool. <laughs> I saw the first corn. <laughs> what about you, Ryan? You you just had all the discs. Well, if you would listen to our first episode, you know that no. one of the <laughs> no. Don't if you have, and this, this is a select few. No, <laughs> it actually is our most listened to episode. But but it is. But if you if you heard it, the research I did was that I watched. I tried to watch all the other corn, Children of the Corn movies, okay. but I only made it through four. And then later on, I watched the fifth one, and that was all I made it to until this year. And then I watched the rest of them. Okay. Uh, but Did you rewatch one through five just to, in preparation to refresh yourself, get yourself back familiar with the characters, with the evolving plot? I did rewatch <laughs> uh, most of them. I, don't, I, did, I did not rewatch two. And mm. I watched one with a director's commentary because I'd watched that a couple weeks ago in prep for an interview that has yet to come out. But Ooh, um, correct. But yeah. So, I mean, I felt like I had prepped that, but I rewatched three, four, five and all the rest. So good. Yeah, good. I, I'm I, glad. Put, in, I glad. put in the work. You did I put homework. in the time. <laughs> Absolutely. As you must do. Absolutely. And Mark, what do we need to do before we go forward? I think we just need to establish the rules here. What are the rules of engagement for this? Okay. We're oh, yeah. going to rank these. Mm-hmm. We'll go around the room. Sure. We'll, of course, start with our guest, but we're going to start with the last on the list. Correct. Being, meaning the one that we like the least. Mm-hmm. And then we will ridicule and poke fun <laughs> at everyone's selections uh, <laughs> and move on to the next round. <laughs> Um, until we get to everybody's favorite corn, to which we will again ridicule and make fun of people for that selection. And that's a good point, Mark, because what is your criteria? We'll start with Dirk. What's your criteria for setting up your list? How did you set it up? Okay, well, that can I uh, answer your question with a question? I hope you do. (laughs) What are the symbolic constitutions of a corn movie? Like, what makes a corn movie? That's the thing I was thinking as I kept watching these sequels is I was like, well, they grabbed onto this thing, but then they completely let go of this other thing. (laughs) But like, what is consistent through, why did they keep making these? (laughs) Who was asking for more Children of the Corn movies? And the only answer is Dimension Films. Okay, (laughs) But I think to answer your question as to what constitutes one of these movies, it's the fact that the Children of the Corn is in the title. 
Okay. That's, that's all critical. you need. Yeah, really. that's a through really line. They don't have to it's particularly similar. be in the movie, but they no, right. do have to be in the title. <laughs> right. Similar to the Hellraiser franchise, it, it, you know, there's not a real through line through all okay. the movies. Sometimes it could just be so. Child of the Corn, you know? <laughs> yeah. You don't need right. to be multiple. Right. Don't get greedy. Yeah, of course. For almost all of them, though, the through line is just having Corn um, be a part of the title yeah. sequence when it opens. Sure. Mm-hmm. Just showing mm-hmm. some, like, images yep. or outlines of a cornfield and then... That's a good call. Actors' names, yeah, and then that's it. Crew names, and then then so technically, we could make a lot more corn movies. It doesn't take. I'm running the credits right now over some corn background, (laughs) so everybody, we're we're in a corn right now. We're in corn eleven. Ryan's revenge. Speaking of corn eleven, I should mention that there is another Children of the Corn movie that we will not Mm. be ranking. We are going to be ranking ten of them. There is an eleventh film that was shot in 2020. But it is yet to be released. I kept checking, double checking to see if it would be released. It's supposed to be out fall of this year, which we're in fall almost of this year. And uh, it is it has not arrived. So unfortunately, we will not be adding that to this list. Much like when we did the Hellraiser uh, ranking as well, that it did not have the current, the new Hellraiser, which has just come out on Hulu. So we only had to do 10 there and not 11. So same thing here. But my, my, my question again is just like what, when you were setting up yeah. your list, what was set? What what was your parameters for setting up your list? So, not being a corn uh, children of the corn expert, I just went with likability of characters, uh-huh, okay. which mm-hmm. is a mm-hmm. really dicey with this one, um, <laughs> and kind of rewatchability and Oof. just general Oof, yes. overall feel for it. Which is why I feel sure. like, for mm. me personally, there was a very clear ten. I had a very strong reaction to one of them, a very clear one, and very muddied corn husks in the middle just right right unsure of the rows constantly shifting makes sense i feel like every movie has some interesting kernels and some that are kind of more wheat lacoche if you will Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. wow here we are fancy yeah erica what was your criteria i mean listeners you know that i'm a petty bitch so it didn't take much it took just sometimes one or two one scene a couple lines uh, a couple choices, and I was out, and I was done. So uh, my top criteria... You were out or you were in? <laughs> Either way. Sometimes I was in. Because there's some of these movies I, I feel like out. you could have one scene, and I might be like, this one's pretty good. But it really only has kind of one scene. Yeah. But, you know. But yeah. yes. And then is it fun? Is it fun? Yes. Is it fun? Mark, what, what was your criteria? Um, I think it's a, a combination of everything that's been said. I agree with Dirk that I have a pretty strong 10, a pretty strong one. And in the middle, my tassels are blowing in the wind. And yeah. I could <laughs> I could pick one of the corns at any time. And someone could convince me that corn should be picked over that corn. And I'd say, you know what? On second thought, you're right. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. interested to see um, how much my list changes as we talk through this. Oh, sure. But ultimately, sure. if the characters were interesting, if they tried to do something a little bit different, because honestly, I have—I really don't know what these movies are about. <laughs> I, uh, they're about children in the I corner. know, but I then the he who walks behind the rose and there was a cop, and I don't know what's happening. I really don't get it. Yeah. That, that was all the first movie. <laughs> but you're talking about two very specific films out of the ten. But I, I'm just saying, it's it, the, it's inconsequential. 
But uh, sure, Ryan, sure. how about yourself? How did you rank <laughs> <Yes>. yours? <laughs> Everyone listening, we're about to put a list together, four lists that don't matter. <laughs> just, just know that. Thank you for joining us for these lists that just, they just they're just fucking nothing. They're frivolous. My list is based purely on rewatchability. What would I want to rewatch? There are a couple of in here that honestly I think are fun, would be fun to watch with some people. Maybe some not. people. Some Ooh. people. With select. Maybe the three of us made that list. Maybe we did it. <laughs> we'll very, see you guys. <laughs> a very select list of in, invitees. When we start at the top, for me, it's going to be ones that I really, if I never see it again, it's it'll be okay. That said, I agree with you guys that a lot of these movies kind of run together a yeah. little bit and there's only little bits and pieces. So You fools, they were each so different and unique (laughs) so to me i do feel like six or nine could be the same like it's don't don't spoil it don't spoil it let's let's battle it out let's Let's go i'm I'm picking these numbers at random let's let's get into this let's like let's get into these inconsequential (laughs) lists that we're doing and we're gonna start with dirk what is your number 10 your 10th on your children of the corn franchise list okay my number 10 is children of the corn five Fields of Terror. Wow. 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 No. Wow. Wow. Really? Okay. 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 We have different lists. Wow. Okay. Wow. But they're all inconsequential, so it really doesn't matter. But I thought we might. As Mark has laid out, none of this matters, but we have very different lists. Tell Tell us your thought. Okay. So we have Ahmet Zappa, so they lose a point there. Uh huh. Alexis Arquette is in it. Eva Mendez, Fred Williamson, uh-huh. and David Carradine. First movie. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, uh, Kane Hodder plays a bartender in one scene. It's just yep. there's certain movies like that I just saw in my dad's video store that were so '90s. They were just so '90s that yeah. I just can't. Oh, yeah. And so the blow up doll stuff, like everything yeah. about mm-hmm. Ahmed Zappa, I could do without. No offense if he's a listener. <laughs> the kids are just wearing modern clothes. Like they didn't even try to put them in oh, old yeah. clothes. The jokes no are... Need. The 90s fashion isn't... Well, I I think it's set in modern day, right? It's not set in the Yeah, but the kids or, are just anything, supposed right? to be dressed like pilgrims all the time. Like right, I thought that right. was like... Oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, yes. And oh, they're wearing dungarees, yeah. Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> he walks by and the rose doesn't allow denim. <laughs> oh, oh, I can't wait to hear your list. <laughs> you learn you learn nothing in ten films. <laughs> for for me, the smeat was the best part of the whole movie. They mentioned smeat, which is like a product. Oh right. Right. Oh, oh yes. right, right, right. Oh, that's yes. right. Shoot, I totally forgot. How'd you forget about the smeat? <laughs> oh man. Because there were ten corns. <laughs> it's it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot to try to retain all that. <laughs> and you know, that's the thing. Five has a lot of cool details in it that you know sometimes mm-hmm. you forget and then you remember and you're like what you're right this is a treasure mm-hmm. anyway you were saying <laughs> right um i wrote down all the different deaths which are not <laughs> wonderful the best part is Carradine's head splitting open and blowing a hole through williams's head oh yeah heck yeah that, that is, is, that is yeah. amazing but, um, but for me it's just like the vibe of it and i think probably 90 percent of my dislike is just ahmet zappa it just i just find him <laughs> unbearable <laughs> 
why why are the hate of Omni? I don't know. I can't blame anyone but he who walks behind the rose. It just happened when I watched the movie and I was like, oh, this is number eight until you told me there was nine. And then you told me there was 10 and I'd never moved it from the the last spot. I was like, nothing's worse for me. So you just push it. Fields of Terror. Okay. Okay. Number number 10, Fields of Terror for Dirk. Erica, let's go to you. What's your 10th? My number 10 is corn number 666, Isaac's Return. Wow. Wow. I hated that one. She really did not like this one at all. Oh, my God. You know why I hated it so much? Too many dead birds. <laughs> I didn't like it. Too many dead birds. I didn't she like did that. Say that several that. times. And and listeners, if you are new to the podcast, and my God, welcome if you're brand new <laughs> to the podcast and this is the one you stepped in on. But but uh Erica is a bird owner, uh-huh. so she did not like the bird deaths. Yeah, There's a lot too many of bird dead birds. Deaths. Yeah. It's children many... of the corn, not children of the dead birds. <laughs> But are they yeah, really they dead do. birds, or is she just seeing yeah, them? Yeah, they were dead crows, and I don't care for that. Yeah. Number 10, pants down. <laughs> she said she had her reasons. Okay. You have her reasons. Uh, I, so, Mark, what's your number 10? But were there really dead crows? I thought that they kept disappearing, mm-hmm. and she was just... Vi- nope, there was one in the road, there was one All in the right. trunk, they were everywhere, no, but the trunk Mark, one and I found it to be too much. Anyway... Anyway, I feel like I feel like we have some more to talk about with that. Um, my number ten is two thousand one's Children of the Corn Revelation. That <laughs> yeah, was me too. The worst. It was okay. It is a movie that is more about stairs and elevators than anything mm-hmm. else. It is. Yeah, are yep, the kids at the yep. bottom of the stairs? Oh, don't go down there. Are they at the top of the stairs? Don't go there. Are they in the elevator? Outside the elevator? In the front? Are uh, uh, also, the apartment building itself, it makes like the hotel in Barton Fink look like the Four Seasons. Why you would have your grandmother there is, it makes no sense. And why is she sleeping in her grandmother's shoes? I don't know. <laughs> so gross. So, so gross. Why? My grandmother's missing. Oh, well, nighty night, granny. Yeah. Like, it is so. I'm not going to uh, lie. I gave it points for oh. that. I was like, that is dark. <laughs> no. Your grandma could be dead. No. And you're in her bed just snuggling. Oh, yeah, no. I, I I, could not. I'm in 100% agreement with Mark. So far, our lists are identical. Yeah. I hated Revelation. Produced by the Swass, I got to say, though. Joel well, Swass, and yeah. this is where he steps in. I hate to say in, it because I am, in. you know, a devoted member of the Swassy Posse. So. <laughs> oh, wow. Joel Swass comes in to produce um, Canada Corn. This is the one that's shot in Toronto mm-hmm. and Calgary. Canada Corn. Um, also, Digital Corn. Mm-hmm. Lots oh, my of gosh. Digital corn. Yeah. Lots of Digital and Corn. Again, so that's bad. what gave it points from me, <laughs> Digicorn. And believe me, I I love the fact that they decided to make um, let's for this next corn sequel. Let's just do Critters three, and we'll put <laughs> yep. it all in a building, yeah. and somehow the corn will get to them. Mm-hmm. And in the end, <sighs> the building is destroyed, which it was supposed to be destroyed because they're building a new building. <laughs> so really, in the end, this movie is about effective project management. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's all. Yeah, it is. That's all it is. Though I still ask what. Was the revelation what that was it? fire kills the corn kids and frees them? We know that already. <laughs> uh, fire's been all over this franchise. The revelation is that the Toronto Police Department is still driving late 80s Caprice classics. So, <laughs> <laughs> I did like the store where the kids played the video game. 
you know, mm, but yeah. they didn't yes. have Smeet on the shelf. And I was like, there's been three movies. <laughs> you could have put Smeet on the shelf. Come on. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, this is, and this is the one that it's, no, no, no. Smeet is five. So yeah, yeah we've, we could have dropped some Smeet on there. Yeah. That's on Swass. So yeah, I'll bring come it on. I'll bring it up. <laughs> yeah. Let's, at the next band practice, yeah. we're going to have. All right. So it. we've got a tie. Okay. So we're, we're so far, we've got a couple different lists. Let's go on to number nine. Dirk, back oh to my you. Gosh. I get to kick it off. Okay. Uh, my number nine is Children of the Corn 2, The Final Sacrifice. Oh, yes, what? that's my two! <laughs> oh, no. I hate that one! <laughs> Our lists are so different! <laughs> Mark has stood up and he's walked away. He has walked Bye, away. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I admit today I was putting, <sighs> I was trying to figure out where I'm going to put two, and I did switch it, but like definitely mm-hmm. it's not nine. Why is it ninth for well, you? Well, like I said, like these last ones, I agree with all of your tens. This The back half of this could shift at any point, really. The, each film mm-hmm. has things that I was like, oh, this is interesting, and then I'd be like, I don't want to watch any more of this. And then I would be like, oh, this mm-hmm. is interesting. Um, but this film, I just felt like such a huge drop-off from the first one, somebody says, "What's all this shit about corn?" I think at one point in this movie, um, which yeah. I love the the interview. I think the the reporter who's yeah. interviewing all the yeah. kids about to get on the bus, and they keep saying, "Say, like, what did you see?" And they're like, "I saw corn." So that's all the kids will right. say. Yeah, the uh, the Gatlin kids as they get them on a bus to bus them out of town and leave them at a cornfield <laughs> somewhere else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, a town away. Yeah. Protect adults at all costs. Uh, also, the lawnmower man effects were just kind of just not something that I, you know. Oh my god, that's the stuff I love. <laughs> yeah. The jelly beans, you know, those jelly beans, so much. Switch out your personality with the he who walks behind the rose. <laughs> so dumb. How else? How else do you have some other better visual, Dirk, than those jelly? beans? I mean, beans? maybe something corn related, not corn syrup related, but like whatever. I- oh. <laughs> Sure. Oh, sure. Well, where were you back in 1992? No other entry in this franchise has a sweatier sex scene than part two. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) That's true. I mean, it is dripping, dripping wet, that sex scene. (laughs) It could have been, as as, as we talked about in our episode, it could have been sweat. It could have been pee. No one knows, certainly not Mark. It is weird to have a movie with children in the title and be like, can we get sex scenes in here? Right? Oh, yeah. 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 So yeah. weird. Not the only one, no. too. Right. Yeah. Not the only right. one. Yeah. Well, I hated this one, too. This was also my number nine, so I'm right yes. there with you, Dirk. I thought it, you know what really pissed me off about it the most? That it was the second one and they called it the yeah, final sacrifice. I agree. Like, mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. It was the second one. And you're like, nope, we're done. Two corns are done. That's it. We're done here. This is the final sacrifice. We're that's, not going to sacrifice anymore. That is, that's what I like about it. That they were like, we can't keep this going. This would be absurd. This is it. Like, we're not going to milk this thing because that would be dumb. It's a short story. We're de- we're going to make a second one, but that's it. Yeah. And then everyone said, no, 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 no. no. We are going to keep this going for now 11 of them. Yeah. Bonkers. Yeah. Bonkers. All right. Well, then, tough guy, what was your number nine? Then? <laughs> well, let's go to Mark. Mark, what was your number nine? All right, then, Mark guy, what was your number nine? Uh, my number nine is 2018's Children of the Corn Runaway. Oh, okay. This, this one is, as I called it, Children of the Noir. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's trying to be very This one has mysterious, mysterious yeah. what's really happening. Uh, there is mm-hmm. a, a, a twist, and I'm using air quotes, 
there's no corn in this. They run through an alfalfa field, which I felt <laughs> was a little bit of a swing and a miss. But the pacing is so it's, they're so they're so easy to <laughs> to, to confuse. I know it's it's because I live so in the Midwest that I understand the subtle nuances between these crops. Oftentimes, I I get at a restaurant they serve me a side of alfalfa, and I'm like, I'm sorry, I asked for corn, and they're like, Oh. I'm so sorry. They look identical. So, <laughs> or you take a bite. That's our You take mistake. a bite of the alfalfa, and you're like, "Wait a minute, this isn't corn." Wait, I thought I thought there was corn for at least one or two chews, but now I'm pretty convinced it's alfalfa. So, <laughs> so the pacing on this one is incredibly slow, and I also yes. this also uses one of the 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 movie tropes that really annoys me, which is the. I, I'm asking for a job because I need some. I need to make some money, and I know how to do this. I have a skill, but that's like. So does does the person have extra cars that they would be working on if they had someone else? Are they so flush with cash that they're willing to just pay someone to come <laughs> okay, in? Okay, okay. Like there's a supply and demand equation that's a part of this. You don't just walk in any place and say. I know how to work on cars. Give me a job. I see. I thought you're at first. It really your lead up to this was like, I hate it when people come in for a job interview and they're like, I have a skill. You know, I know how to do things. And I guess if you're going to go, so what? Right. What else do you got to bring to the table? Right. But Ruth asked Carl if like she can work for him. And he's like, well, we'll have to see. You don't just walk into just anywhere and just go, hey, I know a lot about right. insurance. So I think I'm ready to start yeah, selling. Right. And they're like, well, we don't have. Right. We don't have a position. It's If you notice, there's it's pretty slow around here. They turn. You're already set up at a desk making calls. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Sorry, I'm on the phone with them. We need you to leave. I, my customer. first sale. My first sale. <laughs> right. So anyway, I just... Yeah. I would leave, but I've already sold somebody life, health, health and I uh, so- fire insurance. I sold them whole life. That's fire ridiculous. Insurance. <laughs> fire insurance is very important if you're talking about children of the corn. That's true. It's the revelation. It's the it's, revelation. It's just fire no, this is runaway, Ryan. To anything it's across just in the general, board. It's in for everything. It's Personal a, fire. Yep. Home fire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pool fire. It goes, oh, it's, you're it's covered. A, it's a wide ranging policy. You, you're really going to be pleased with it. Ma'am, have you ever overcooked alfalfa and started a fire? <laughs> then fire insurance is for you. <laughs> okay. So Mark's chose a runaway. Yep. You know, there's a hair's difference between these two. From my number nine, it was actually Children of the Corn Genesis from 2011. Mm. So that's mine, but mm. uh, I'll be talking really? about Runaway in a second. So this is the first installment that sees Joel Swasson write and direct. And Swassy Posse! It's a Children of the Corn movie without all those pesky children! <laughs> uh, and thankfully, some daytime horror, though we do get a little bit of nighttime, but a lot of it's during the daytime. We do, we've got Drago. Yes. We get Drago. I loved it just for that. I was uh, so well, in. What's interesting about some of these these couple later chapters is that um, I, I Joel Swasson said on, on the special feature on the Blu-ray that I have of it, um, that he was trying to make a different kind of Children of the Corn movies. And I think not only Runaway and Genesis are movies that are... <clears throat> you were mentioning it off mic, Mark, where like the Hellraiser movies would get scripts and they would be like, well, could you Hellraiser this up? And I yeah. feel like Joel Swasson was trying to be like, can we make a movie that is tangentially related to the corn franchise, but is this other right, movie. Right. Like if they had made their own movie about this couple and they get stranded in the middle of nowhere and they have this creepy couple 
and they have a camera where they obviously film sex and they have a weird child they locked in a barn like I'm in on that fr- on that premise. Yeah. It's just they're having to adhere to the children of the corn stuff is what kind of I think keeps it from going maybe where he wanted it to go. But again, I'm not feeling that. I mean, I could switch this with another one. I just this is where it just kind of ended up to me. Uh could it be eight or seven? It could, this one. But, I mean, I appreciate the attempts to try to make a different kind of Children of the Corn movie. I just thought, not sure that this one... I would have loved to have seen the the original movie he wanted to make. I'll just say that. I'm sorry. That's exclusive for Swassie Posse yeah, members only. Yeah. It's like... <laughs> I also did love <sighs> the fact that they're in the middle of nowhere, but as soon as they do get in the police car, they're on the, hi- they're on the, uh, the highway, like the interstate immediately. Like they were, they were in a busy interstate, and then all of a sudden, that the car crashes when they're all on a bridge somewhere suddenly. Because did you watch the, make, the was, making of that? Yeah, it's the stock yeah. footage of 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 these cars falling off, and they just try to match it, but it doesn't match no, at all. Not at all. Doesn't not at all. But they just throw like one, one bit pieces but. of glass at the two actors, and then cut to the rad <laughs> shots, and then cut back to them getting hit. But yeah, I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I loved having Drago. Don't get don't get me wrong. Well, my that ranks much much higher up for me. So hmm. well, well, we're going to revisit this okay. one because okay, I'm a little good. confused and slightly perplexed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to number eight. Uh, Dirk, what is your eight? Okay, my number pick? eight is uh, Children of the Corn 7, Revelation. <gasps> yes. Yep, yep. Yes. I can't argue with yeah. that. I cannot argue. I'd love to hear why. So the pluses, we have Lady from Robocop. I, I marked that down. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yes. Stacy yeah. Keach yeah. is wearing a class ring. Stacy Keach! <laughs> yeah. He's a Keach! Name Stacy. What else did I like about it? Did they say nobody dies forever? I was like, well, that could be something, but it doesn't really go anywhere. That the graffiti was just Jamie go home and all yes. caps. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> crack wait, that? we're talking about Revelation. Oh wait, yep. no, no. I'm sorry. I'm on number seven. Uh, num- Revelation yeah. has Michael Ironside. Yes. 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 Okay. And, and sorry about who, that. Who literally was taking a break from a wedding he was at, and they were like, "While you're on a break, could you come over and shoot a couple scenes?" And he was like, "Well, <laughs> all right. I mean, yeah. It was a two day wedding. It was a big wedding. <laughs> yeah. No. Six 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 has uh, has uh, Nancy, uh, Nancy Allen and right. Yeah. Forget I said that's, anything that's about 666. that. Okay. Oh wait. What? Okay. Huh? There it is. Which one? Uh, yeah, this one has the big bad CGI corn effects. Uh, yep. Yeah. It's got a kids throwing a man off a roof. I'm always down there for that. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. it has deaths that take place off screen, which I was like, why are they so into that in these children of the corn movies? I'm like, give yeah. us something great. Yeah. And then they're like, this person has corn husks in their eyes. And I'm like, but what, why not show us some of this? Like, it's always the aftermath mm-hmm. of stuff until we get yep. later on. But do you do you wonder if that's because they thought maybe children might watch this? Because as children, children, yeah, we put it in the children <laughs> section of my dad's video store. Mm-hmm. It was like right next to Looney Tunes. We're like, it's for children, <laughs> children of the corn. Corn is healthy. Um, you know, you can eat raw meat and watch it. Yeah, it's a good time. Sure. Yeah, I feel like we need to do a deeper dive into that raw meat story. I, I'm really curious. Is this an early early paleo attempt that he was going for? It was just a package of hamburger that he had tore the plastic off the top and he was just eating it with a fork. I don't think that's a oh. good idea. It was the just, 80s. 
Okay, but well, hmm. we did a lot of dumb shit. We did a lot of dumb shit in the eighties, but even we even then we knew not to eat raw hamburger meat. Yeah, but uh, okay. Anyway, anyway, my number eight is it's there because it's like nah, you know, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, but this is Mark and I's last, so we both, you know, it was also my number eight. Ah, Yeah, look at at you go, lining up. Look at us. Yeah, Revelation definitely not a favorite of of this foursome. Mark, what was your number? One thing about Revelation too is uh, you you can forfeit having a nice apartment and reallocate those funds to a variety of lovely bath bombs that you can use at your leisure when you mm-hmm. come home from a hard mm-hmm. day at work. So yeah. people, when mm-hmm. you're thinking about budgeting, <laughs> this is a good movie to kind of help you think through the pros and cons of some of your decisions that you make and how do you want to live your life? Um, where do you want to spend your money? Mm-hmm. How do you want to prioritize your spending? So um, that's yeah, there was my a, last comment. A scene where she was like disrobing to get in the bath or whatever. And I was like, mm-hmm. is this soft core corn? Huh? <laughs> oh. right. well, we'll fix it in post. <laughs> Because I could rock off that softcore corn. <laughs> oh, that makes it NC NC seventeen and corn. Yeah. Never mind. Mm, no corn seventeen. No, no corn, corn 17. under seventeen. Somewhere out yeah. there, Zalman King uh, is going. Mm, writing that one down. <laughs> um, is he still alive? I don't know. Um, I don't think he is. <laughs> well, it'd be funnier if he was. Um, so, are we going to me? Is that is that next, Mark? You're number uh, eight. Number eight. I asked you about number eight, and you said, "Hey, more about <laughs> yeah. Revelation, if you don't mind." I did. I did. I, and that can, that's my fault. That's my. Fault. You can cut all of that out. Number uh, my number would be ni- would be 1999's Children of the Corn, six 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 Isaac's Return. And mm, I could, that could okay. have been up or down on my list. It's mm-hmm. it is definitely sure. the arty corn. Uh, uh, honestly, yeah. this movie made me carsick to watch. I'm not kidding. The the ridiculous camera angles constantly moving around. I had a really hard time with it. You could tell they were trying to be very cool with the different panning effects, but it just was confusing. They kept going back to that stupid clock that couldn't keep time. You know, so they're trying to make some big statement. Also, Isaac's dialogue is laughably bad. And the fact that John Franklin was a co-writer means that he's to blame for that. And that that makes it that made it sadder for me. For yeah. a, sto- a story that's somewhat sad. Also, Nancy Alley's dialogue isn't any better. Or Nancy Allen's. Sorry, Nancy Alley was the HR director at, at my work. So, Nancy, if you're listening, I'm sorry. Your dialogue was always wonderful. <laughs> Nancy Allen's dialogue was, wasn't was great. Stacey Keach, I thought was... Her, Nancy Allen's dialogue should have been written by an should HR Should have been, definitely. <laughs> Nancy Alley, if you're listening, uh, let's talk. Um, Stacey Keach, I mean... Uh, also taking a break from the right. wedding, <laughs> but he gets electrocuted <laughs> for because on, he's standing on a wet floor. That so is Isaac standing on. How is Isaac not electrocuted? Just because mm-hmm. he says he doesn't have a soul does not mean he can't get electrocuted. That kind of pissed me off. Um, and after that, Mark, yeah. I, I'm I'm with yeah. you. I am actually going to switch. <laughs> this is I'm. This is going to be my eight too. I also agree with you. I also think, wouldn't he wake up from this coma he's now suddenly in and just kill himself? Uh. He's now way past the age of 18. Wouldn't he wake up and be like, what? I, I thought I was absorbed by he who yeah. walks behind the rose. 
but I'm still alive. Well, now I'm well past the age I'm supposed to be at. I guess I should kill myself. Like I told everyone else to do. Right. Right. You know, before I went into this coma. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, what is the logic here? Also at the end of the day, too many dead birds. That's fair. (laughs) That's fair. Too many damn dead birds. Also, shouldn't have they called this one the children of the children of the corn? Right. Because also, how does Isaac have a child? This is what we were dealing with. Yeah, before he went, before. That means that before he got taken down by he who walks behind the rose, he was getting busy. All right. Well, they don't explain that (laughs) at all. So it just left me. They don't. No, they don't. They don't explain a lot of it. How she's able to unravel the mystery, really, that Nancy Allen's her mom, and how the clues she gets to take her along that path are, like, they're very slight clues. And they're very conveniently placed. Yes, and I've walked this earth a pretty long period of time at this point. And I'll just say, at no point... That's Mark's job, is walking the earth. (laughs) Uh, that's for, yeah. for a living nancy knows i have never <laughs> felt the need to share a garden hose shower in a public space with someone never right. been like right i am so filthy that i need to just do a mm-hmm. garden hose shower right now also right after someone tried to murder me numerous times right now right. It's shower time though that guy wasn't was that that was gabriel right that's in that scene that's with that mm-hmm. kind of hooks mm-hmm. up with her right but yes, that shower scene was so gratuitous. It was so poorly Ugh. set up. Like this guy is untrustworthy, but suddenly she trusts him because that's mm-hmm. where the movie's going now. It was directed by the only female director of the whole series, Carrie Scogland, uh, whose most recent work was uh, was directing every episode of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier series for Disney+. Plus. She's Great. still working. She's out what there. What does she have against birds? Right. Why does she hate birds? <laughs> is there birds? a dead falcon in this falcon show? Right. We need to go back and rewatch the episodes because maybe there's a lot of dead birds. Also, so where's my she's... shower scene in Falcon? And have... Okay. Come on. <laughs> Rob it's me It's so like weird that. that they, it takes them like the sixth movie and then they're like, we're going to bring Isaac back. And I'm like, great. That's what we all want. And they're like, he's in a coma for most of the film. And I was like, nobody wants this. Nobody wants this. We yeah, want him to I be know. awesome. And you made him old and tired, basically. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And he comes back and he's out of the coma and he's trying to like, oh, let me yes. figure this out. It's how, so where not am I? What's, how do I? It's like, no, no, no. Like, we want to see if yeah. he's returned. Let's get him back mm-hmm. in there. And he's setting up business and he's doing his thing again. But somehow didn't perish. But let, let you know. Never explained let's that. Dive either. back in, but just that he didn't die and he is now in a coma, which again it brings us Keach. At least yeah. it brings us Keach. But mm-hmm. I don't. It's an odd. Like the, really, the relationships of all the characters and how they all know each other. I guess they just put under the umbrella of it's a small town. Yeah. So yeah. they all just know each other. But it's really like, why does every single person know? I mean, it's, now, it, Isaac woke up from the coma and then walked into the place where they work on cars and was like i'm really good working on cars that's a movie i want to see you know because he's like small he can get under those cars like right. pretty quick right. you're diminutive you can yeah. get under this car he's got Let's tiny hands can they can get in those spaces people would be like he's great with a socket wrench and i want a job He's walking yeah. into every garage. Yeah. I'm ready. Pretty soon he has every job in the whole town. That's really how he takes the town over. He's like, I got to leave this job. I'm a secretary over here. and running payroll over there. Mowing lawns, throwing newspapers up on the front yeah. porch, delivering milk. He's like, I do it all. Now that's a return. Um, I will say that this, the one thing I liked about this one was just that, and I don't know what order you watched. I know Mark watched this in random order. 
but I don't know what order you watch these, Dirk, but we watch them in sequential order, which was not necessary, but especially because after maybe three, but uh, really two, they sort of start to become their mm. own individual chapters. They don't really follow a lot of it. So I did at least feel like, okay, number six, let's get back to a little bit of that original movie. I appreciated yeah. that element of it, but it's like, they don't really like pay. It doesn't pay off, yeah. unfortunately. And mm-hmm. by, as much as I appreciate that they were trying to, get, hey, we've had these all these other sequels. Let's get back on track. But this one didn't do it. And clearly from Revelation on, we, we, we pretty much... Again, they learned from their all the other sequels. So they're like, this one didn't didn't say we should get back to the original story. And yeah, imagine how crazy it would be if Bloomhouse was like, here's the new Children of the Corn. And it's going to hint at all the sequels that follow to the original film. (laughs) And they just cherry picked like (laughs) random things. Right. They had to make all these like people care as much, kind of you make know. it all. Yeah, yeah exactly. We're not going to yeah. retcon that anything. People will really give We're going to bring it all back in. It's all going to make no, sense. Everything Trust is us. canon. Everything's canon. Um, all right. So that's me now switching six 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 to my number eight. So we're done with our number eights. Mark, you and our you yeah, and I's yeah. lists are matching up a little bit. Erica and Dirks are matching up a little bit. But let's mm-hmm. go to our number sevens. Oh, yeah. So I already showed seven? my hand. My number seven is Isaac's Return 666. And yeah. like I said, nine through seven could have been any order, really. Like, true, 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 true. I mean, sure. yeah, I agree sure. with everything sure. you've all said about the films. It's just like, I mean, I felt so strongly in the beginning. And one of the ones that we'll get to, I was like, I love this. And then the second later, I was like, this is the worst. And then the second later, I'd be like, this is my favorite. And then a minute later, I was like, this is the worst again. And so it's like some of these films are so interesting because it's yeah, yeah. It's rough. And yeah. then you're like, oh, and then you go, ah, geez. Yeah. So anyway, we've already covered my seven. So on, on to you, Mark. Okay. Okay. Number seven, uh, Isaac's return. Erica, what's your number seven? My number seven is Genesis. Really? Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. yeah. It's, it's, I know. I think for me, it's because when it started, I was like, oh God, this horrible flashback and it looks terrible. But then I got into it when we got to this stranded weird farm Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. you know then there was like infighting and it was more kind of like a is it what's real what's not is happening and what's real and what are they are they dreaming it or Mm. they so then i i really kind of liked it so it kind of grew on me it didn't grow on me you know obviously as as much as six others did but or like alfalfa wood (laughs) in a cornfield (laughs) (laughs) correct but yeah that's my number seven yeah good work genesis (laughs) Way to make me furious to start, and then okay, all right. yeah, not bad. You yeah. go to the end of the list, not but the not end. the end, it's not, not the end, end but, but towards the end. Towards, yeah. No, I get it. Okay, Mark, you're number seven. Uh, number seven, two thousand nine's Children of the Corn. Wow, mm-hmm. this okay. did not need to be made at all. <laughs> What a you! What a random one to pick that, that shouldn't have been made. I, but here's this is the one that shouldn't have been. Made. Yes. Okay, you could say that for all of them, but yeah. this one to do a remake where it seemed like the plan was let's let's do a remake, but make the two main characters more unlikable than the original. There is. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to. F- to pick sides as to which one I hate more. Mm-hmm. I think that 
they're the second, I'd say like the last third or the last quarter of the movie is it, it, it's a little bit interesting. Uh, the Vietnam mm-hmm. flashback is super lame. Goes a little lame, long, a little lengthy. There are elements that I like that I liked that they were trying to do, but ultimately I just kept thinking, why has this movie been remade? I don't, I just don't. It's unnecessary. So yeah, it is the this is the sci-fi uh, channel remake of the original Children of the Corn, set in the 1970s, as Stephen <laughs> King originally wrote it, going back to a original copy of Stephen King's script and rewriting it and trying to remake it the way Stephen King originally intended. Directed by Donald mm-hmm. Borchers, who produced the original Children of the Corn and produced several films for New World Pictures. Yeah, uh, this is higher Same. for me. I really? Say. Yeah. It's higher for, wow. for me too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I will say one, one, one compliment I have for it is that when, the, uh, when Bert opens the trunk uh, to put the kid in the trunk and he's ma- trying he's get grabbing the blanket... He's got a racquetball racket. And I thought, yeah, that seems like a guy that plays racquetball. <laughs> so I appreciate that attention to detail. I learned a lot about Bert. Yeah. And just right. a gun just floating around yeah. back there. It's not secured. It's just kind of yeah. on the top yeah. of stuff. Just a little gun. 70s. No big deal. 70s were a different time. Yeah. <laughs> I-, I was wondering if you were going to get upset about the car that they use because they use what a... 1966 Thunderbird. Thunderbird, I actually right? like that because this is one of the few movies that has a nice car. Almost every other corn <laughs> movie, they're driving <laughs> shitty cars. This one, there's actually a nice car. Now, the fact they destroy it kind of hurt a little bit, but yeah, yeah. I at, I mm-hmm. was like, at least we have a nice car to start with. That's that's refreshing, especially since they're shooting this now in 2008, and they're like. Hey kids, let's all beat up this 1966 <laughs> classic Thunderbird oh. for a film. You know, yeah. Yeah. let's do it. Uh, it's uh, yeah, that was probably painful. Uh, okay, so I'm not going to have the same seven as you. My seven uh, is going to be Children of the Corn Runaway. Mm. Okay, which is directed uh, by John Gulliger, written by Joel Swass. Swass. It's it is often referred to as a sequel to Genesis. I almost felt like they would have been better to be swapped. This felt more even though Swasp. Swassy Posse says Swasp. Though they were made many years mm-hmm. apart, so you couldn't have done so. But it, this felt like we were resetting the whole thing by the end. Mm-hmm. And I will say that I do agree with you. It's a little slow. takes a sweet time. The ending is a little dark, and I kind of liked it. And it almost kind of made me feel like, all right, I, I, I kind of, you know, I, there was some good stuff in there. Again, it's a movie that if you kind of remember the Ruth character to a degree, which really, it almost is oddly set up by the end credit sequence of the 2009 Children of the Corn, mm-hmm. which if you watched through the credits and saw the post credit scene, you would see Ruth and um, Ma- Malachi were supposed to walk into the oh, corn. Right. And sh- or he yeah, is right. supposed to walk into the corn. And she is like pregnant with his baby, which is what sets up Runaway, essentially. I mean, it, not that she isn't mentioned in other films, too. But I, I, it was always curious to me, like, was this supposed to set up? Then later on, they actually said, hey, let's pick up that thread from the remake uh, that was on sci-fi. I don't know. It, this is such a <laughs> random, you know a franchise the things that they pick up who knows but um you know as an idea i thought it was okay so much of the mystery was what did she you do you made in the it past? number seven just <laughs> 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 let's 
let's go. We gotta move on. We gotta move on. <laughs> You're Eric just is upset because he fire. Uh, uh, farther up. Um, and 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 this one was like it takes a lo- it takes a long time to tell you a mystery that you know as an audience member already, and because. The Runaway is preceded by Children of the Corn. So it does have just the spoiler right there as it makes it a little trickier. But um, I like that He Who Walks Behind the Rose got his own radio mm-hmm. show. That was pretty cool. Sets it, uh, sets, could have set it all up again. It really should have been called Genesis. So that's my number seven. Nice. Runaway. Let's go to our number six. Uh, Dirk. Children of the Corn six? Genesis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Run <laughs> it's got a great crane shot. There's some nice camera movement in the movie. Uh, it looks pretty yeah. good. Billy Drago, of course. There's mm-hmm. a POV of a shed and a stomach growling sound, I think. I don't know what's happening there. <laughs> right. um, my, I thought it was really weird that she's... So she's pregnant. That's not the weird part. But he gives them like 16 ounces of sweet tea and then explains where the bathroom is after dinner, like hours later. And I was like, somebody would have had a gone before that. Like, I mean, not to break the realism of this uh, Children of the Corn movie, but Mm -hmm. I love that the cop flies up into the sky and then we watch the rest of the movie. And at the very end, they drop the cop. I just thought, that Mm -hmm. you know, sure, why not? Uh, This is the one that has the line. They they settle into that dinner and everything about that dinner is too, like right. why would you be like well let, for one they're like okay we'll just stay here and wait for a car or use the phone or whatever and then they're like dinner like oh well <laughs> yes. we're here I mean I'm like you are no that is no I'm gonna be like you eat we'll be out here on the porch like I don't we've already taken up a lot of your time yeah. sir and ma'am like I, I there's a lot of this that. That that like leap there oh, yeah. of them sort of deciding to agree and then stay the night. I'm like, no, no, yeah. no, 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 no. This, this is a movie happening. that has the line I said at the beginning. Someone in the house is psychokinetic, like off the charts, which <laughs> yeah. I was like, right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's necessary. Uh, my favorite moment is that there's a cross <laughs> that flies off the wall at one point and hits the boyfriend in the boob. And you can see on his face that that mm-hmm. was not supposed to hit him. And right, it's right. it's so good. I rebounded a couple times just to be like, um, oh, nice. and I hate these people. I This is a trope for these movies. They're like, here's a couple because we got to have a couple. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yes, perfect. And they're like, let's have no chemistry and make you really dislike them. And I'm like, okay, I guess that's yeah. what we're doing. But yeah, that's my number six. Oh. Yeah, couples that don't like each other, a big, big trope of this franchise that is not a great one. <laughs> yes. But, um, but, but it it's is thoroughly, it is right, thoroughly explored. Thoroughly explored. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> they definitely explore it. Erica, you're number six. Well, Ryan, I was really coming down hard on you when you rated Runaway number seven because it's clearly number six. Uh, I it's know. It's clearly I'm number so six. I'm so sorry. I was so off on that. Gosh. I'm glad you really, I'm glad. I deserve that. I'm glad you gave <laughs> Read yeah, me the right you know, on that. sometimes you just, um, yeah, again, for all the reasons that, that, that we've already kind of been over, I think the thing that I was torn on how low to rank this one, because I really did think I liked what they did with the visions, mm-hmm. that she had these sort of gruesome visions, and then they would play in reverse. And then like all the, you know, glass would come up off the floor and reform into the picture and the, you know, blood would go back into the person. So I really did like all of that, but it just took such a long time to get to that, that I was, and they were too spread yes, out. Yes, I agree. Ugh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just, 
you know, I'm old and bitchy and I don't have that kind of patience. Yeah. So, you <laughs> know, agree. number six. Number six. Okay. Mark, you're number six. Uh, my number six is 1998's Children of the Corn, Five Fields of Terror. Um, <laughs> wow. Now, I, I wow. look, I, Dirk, I, wow. okay. I agree with everything you said. The movie started with the the blow up dolls, yeah. and there it, it's so nineties. The outfits are so nineties. The attitude is so nineties, and I was like, I fucking hate this right on the <laughs> out of the jump. I just it was I like fuck. I have to watch another one of these movies. <laughs> Eva Mendez is doing a terrible job. And she, I guess, used like after this, she went and hired an acting coach because she was like, oh. I, I, yeah. she watched it yeah. was like, I am she horrible did not like in this. this her performance and then this. Yeah. she kills herself just without a whole lot of lead up. The, we we should say oh, the character, like, not oh, even no. Mendez in real life. She's she's fine. She's fine, everyone. <laughs> I mean, she killed her career by retiring, but she, <laughs> no, her character kills herself out of the blue, and you're going, yes. what? What? I didn't see that coming. She buys in, yeah, man. It's yeah, a powerful but, message to children of the Alexis corn have. Arquette playing the most dude role that Alexis Arquette yeah. ever played. Yep. And is that a toupee? I couldn't tell. But yeah. it's it it's yeah. the most toupee, non-toupee haircut or the most toupee looking haircut you could get. And I think <laughs> mm-hmm. Getting a haircut that looked like a toupee was a cool thing in the nineties. <laughs> the way, the way like he dies, where he's got someone, I need this someone, right here, someone right with now. a butane torch on one end and a and a and a drill on the other. I, this movie's really dumb, but I like yeah. it. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. I agree. I That's I'm why it's higher. That's why it's higher for me. I, like, I'm surprised. You you guys are hundred percent right about how bad and dumb this movie is. But yeah. again, I base this my list on rewatchability, oh. and this one is dumb as hell. And so it is therefore much higher for me. Right. I mean, yeah. Not to spoil it, but much higher for so me. So yes. here, here was the capper for me on this one. Is that in the end, what uh, who's the main character? She goes to Lily's parents' house and she's gonna take mm-hmm. a, take the baby because Lily's too young. In the scene where they the dad is sitting at the kitchen and the mom's in the kitchen. They do a close-up of her sitting in the chair when Lily's bringing the baby down. And you can see in the kitchen, there's no refrigerator. It is just the empty <laughs> spot where the refrigerator should yeah. be. <laughs> mm-hmm. I showed it to my wife and she goes, there's not even a light on. They were totally like, we just have to shoot this with daylight. There's no electricity in this house. We're yep. going to just quickly yep. set this thing. We'll shoot it in the morning. We'll be out. Uh, and I I love they didn't even attempt to put a refrigerator in, in a giant space where that's the where you would expect to see one. And that charmed me. I lo- yeah. I, yeah. I agree. That's why yeah. it should be higher. I agree. Yeah. You're wrong. You put it at six. My number is- <laughs> I mean, it ends with a baby with flames in its Which eyes. Also, flame eyes. I laughed flame out eyes. loud. And these mo- not a lot of these movies made me laugh out loud. And you know, now that I'm talking no, about it, Ryan, no. I might need to push this up higher. Move it up. You might need to push it up. I'll, I'll, I'll tell my six and maybe you'll, maybe okay. you will okay. agree with mine and you'll switch. My number six is Children of the Corn for The Gathering from mm-hmm. 1996. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Directed by Greg Spence, who only directed this and Prophecy 2, but was a, was a producer on Game of Thrones. Yeah. So, I mean, you're doing great, Greg. Good for you, buddy. Um, It's got some of the best. I, I think five might have the best cast. Yes. Number four has the best acting of the series because we have a, we have Naomi, Naomi right. Watts. Right, right. 
really sells the hell out of this movie that doesn't mm-hmm. deserve what she's bringing to it as Karen Black, Brent Jennings. We moved the action to Grand Island, Nebraska, which is a real town. Yeah. But it's shot in Austin, <laughs> Texas, which is also a real town. But, but you know, <laughs> because some of these movies are made up towns mm-hmm. in Nebraska, but this one was an actual one. They just didn't shoot there. Um, uh, this is a brisk 82 minutes. One thing we did not say up top yeah. is the difference maybe in watching Hellraisers versus Children of the Corn is that you save at least... 10 plus minutes with each movie. Yes, certainly. <laughs> you get to you get back a, a good amount of uh, time. You get a whole movie's worth of time once you watch these 10 that you don't get with the with the Hellraisers. Um it's got some d- really dumb deaths though. The deaths are dumb and they're not dumb in a super fun way. Maybe when the doctor eats it, that one is really really dumb. Mm-hmm. But um it's got some good acting but it is just boring. This one is very boring. Yeah, ends on like a ha- ends on a happy ending, much like the first one. It's just, um, yeah, it's like a dark mood, but the kills are silly. It's like it doesn't really know. Do we really want to make this scary? Do we not? I mean, and it's not uh, dumb enough as some of the other ones. Yeah, and I, I would <laughs> excuse me. The other ones that will make it higher in my list here for the <laughs> purely for their own um, for their ability to make me laugh. And so this one didn't quite make me laugh. Great acting, but it's number number six for me. Okay. In retrospect, <laughs> I'm going to make a change to my list. <laughs> All right. I'm going to swap right. Children of the Corn 5 with Children of the Corn 4. So my five will move to the number four spot or five spot or what? Okay. So I'm, okay. I'm, uh, I'm going to move... Uh, the number five yes, spot, and yeah. move Children of the Corn number five to the number six spot for the same reason. If we th- think about it from pure rewatchability... I thought that number four has one of the most interesting plots of all of them, but the pace is so slow that it's just boring. Yeah. I'd rather watch five over four. So I agree. Yes. I'm I'm making. So your six is now children of the corn for the gathering. It's just much like mine. Okay. I don't have anything to say because I have this much, much higher. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. Yeah. Oh, you have. You like you the serious. Have, You're into the serious. You have some corns, explaining. And we're to do. into the you dumb have some corns. Explaining to no, no, do. Yeah, definitely. I mean, keep in mind, my favorite Hellraiser was Hellworld. So <laughs> that's true. You're number you one. You guys can You're guess number what one. my uh, number one corn will be. Um. <laughs> all right, let's go to number five. Halfway oh, through. Yeah. We're halfway through oh, this my list. Gosh. Dirk. Here we go. Tell us. Your Children number five. of the Corn, 2009. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, this ahead. is the movie I mentioned where I was like, I love this. And then I was like, I hate this. And it was like, <laughs> it almost was yep. like number one yep. at one point. Yep. And then it was like number nine. And then I was like <laughs> maybe seven. And then it was, if I was like, if I could make it 12, I would. Mm-hmm. I was like two seconds mm-hmm. in, we had corn, we have children. I'm like, this is already leaps and beyond some of the other sequels. They kill a For pig. Sure. I didn't like that Bo Burnham played Malachi. I mean, it's not really Bo Burnham, but it sure does look like Bo Burnham. <laughs> <laughs> the Isaac yeah. with the Jennifer yeah. Aniston cut, like a short Jennifer Jennifer he, Aniston. Yeah, cut. a little late in the game for that yeah. Aniston cut. The Isaac okay. guy, he's he's the kid. He's just not good. He's too cute. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks like the he I, to me, like in my notes, I was like, he is like a kid you see like in a in like a like a school yeah. play, and you see him and you're like, this kid's got <laughs> yeah. 
but you don't remember anything he said because you're like, I didn't listen. But this guy's good. I know he's gonna be good. He is he's going to be, be good. good. But in this role, he has to have this immense amount yeah, of charisma that would inspire a large group, large group of kids. And you're like, I'm not right. buying that. That's where John Franklin kind of really ruled in the first um, one. You when know? they run over the kid, they not only hit him, but then they run over his body and it makes sounds. I was like, this yeah. is made for TV. And I love that part. She vomits. <laughs> I was like, this movie mm-hmm. has everything. <laughs> this has to be my favorite corn doll in the entire franchise. And the parts mm-hmm. where where sure. uh, yes. Isaac is speaking and the cute little corn is just next to him. I was like, well, I could watch this. Yes, yeah, the corn with a I smile. I could watch that all day. Yeah. Uh, when he throws the knife and it goes yeah. like all the way across the street and hits him in the arm. Um, yes. That was fun. I just yes, could amazing. not stand these two characters. How did it go in a straight line yes. and then in yeah. to the yeah. side? <laughs> but side when the guy, it's such a great premise that they're like, this nom guy is going to snap. And when he does, he's going to break a child's neck and he's going to snap a bone out of another kid's mm-hmm. arm. Oh I was like, God. if this movie just yeah. goes full, like crazy John wick on children, I was like, this is my favorite movie ever. Yep. <laughs> I yes. totally agree. I felt the exact yeah. same way. I was like, this is going to oh, yeah. launch to number one. If he's going to race through this town, just taking down these kids, this is number It'll one be, with when a he went bullet. in the corn. I was I like, would be like oh, this is the he's best gonna do corn like ever. those bungee pit things where the kids are gonna fall <laughs> right. on spikes. I was like, this is amazing. And then they they just didn't go there. I was like, yeah, loses loses yeah. it because it goes into the flashbacks. And yeah, they kind of so lose I, I put that. it at five. There was things that I thought were so fun that I didn't expect, and whenever that happens, that's that moves things up a little bit for me. It could have easily have been a little bit sure. later because the, these two together are insufferable. And I blame the script for the lines that she has to say to him mm-hmm. about Nam and everything. It's yeah. it's just terrible. Yeah. And yeah. I think she's yeah. capable of a lot yeah. more. But anyway, that's yeah. why it's agreed. I agree too. Um, Erica, what was your number five? My number five was the gathering. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. It really felt. Okay. It really feels like a. It feels like a good breaking point between my my faves and my not so faves. Take that, the gathering. <laughs> <laughs> but I watch it again in a pinch, but not before I watch four other horns. <laughs> <laughs> that's it that's it that's, that's it. it okay thank you that's I it i was like do you have more mm-hmm. all right no. uh mark what is your number my five, five is is number five i guess because i swapped my four for my yeah oh, so right, I've, I've already covered it yeah fields, fields of terror fields of terror is your number five my number five is and we'll get back to it also children of the corn from 2009 <gasps> oh i this was maybe my biggest surprise i felt like the biggest surprise in it going back to the stephen king script has like some benefits and also has some not benefits. And you've kind of covered some of those already, Dirk. The constant bickering was a big uh. part of his original script. They got rid of that, made the couple much more likable for the original Children of the Corn. And, and the main thing is, we talk about in our Children of the Corn episode, that we talk about Linda Hamilton and Peter Horton not having the greatest chemistry. These two actors, who I do not dislike, I think they're both mm-hmm. fine actors, together, I am no. not buying it. Mm-mm. I don't believe this is a couple that... Even if they have a marriage that I don't believe they loved each other at any point in time. So it is hard for me to like, I understand they must like dislike each other, but it felt to me like people that literally just got the script and were like, uh, oh, what are we doing? We're mad. Okay, we're mad at each other. So they, they, they got the script like two days ago. So that's what they're playing. Right. They're playing, <laughs> we're mad at each other, right? They're not playing. They're not, they haven't had the time to sort of like, but we have we did like each other at one point in time, right? So there's none of that, none of that stuff plays. I built, it's just 
two a backstory for that. My dad oh. and some other people that he knew just married people because they were drafted and they went to war. And then they didn't oh. die and came back to marriages that they were like, oh, no. And so then <laughs> they got divorced. It was uh-huh. it happened, right. I guess, right. a lot. Okay. And so I just was like, when they were talking about, because I was like, these people don't like each other at all. And then I was like, well, they keep saying yeah. mom or whatever. So I was like, maybe this was a situation that they were just had a, a, a brief romance and it wasn't something of longevity or whatever. And they came back to it. Uh, why yeah, I was thinking yeah. that while I was watching Children of the Corn 2009, it's totally unnecessary. But. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, they made, you know, they put all that stuff in there and they mm-hmm. said it yeah, back in 1975. I believe Bert was not a doctor, but he was like a field medic in Vietnam. And I believe that's, I believe that's part of the story. But I think it's a couple of things that really work really well. For one, Jonathan um, Elias or Elias, whatever, however you say his last name, he wrote oh. the original score for the 1904 uh, Joel McCorn. He writes a score for this based on his original score. So they're able to sort of keep elements of mm. that original score throughout, which I found to be a huge bonus because it made me really kind of settle in with this movie a little bit easier. I think it looked pretty decent. I thought the town they shot it, they shot in the Quad Cities, which is essentially where Iowa and uh, Illinois in that area, the four cities that sort of touch each other. And they sort of shot more on the Iowa side. I thought the town looked great. Um, Robert Kurtzman uh, clearly coming in, doing a favor for Donald Borchers. He he does all the effects and they look good for mm-hmm. what little there is of them. They look very good. Yeah. So, I mean, I thought there was a lot of decent stuff in it. I think I think that, like, if you have the original movie and this one, somewhere in the middle, you actually had a really good movie if you blend elements of this one in the original movie. Mm-hmm. Like, you have an excellent movie. In the original story, of course, the, the two main characters do die, much like they do in this. I'm not saying you had to do that. I also don't think you had to do the <laughs> lovey-dovey, <laughs> let's kidnap two children mm. in the original movie either. But like, you know, you don't even have to have them be like, we love each other. We're not bickering at all. But like, have them have some sense of love. Because if we don't yes. care about them, like, yeah. what do we care about this movie? Like, they hate each other. Fine. Get killed by all these children. Um, but yeah, I felt like there were some issues. But at the same time, I don't know. I was the same. I'm like... This is good. No. I don't know what that. This is good. I hate mm-hmm. that. This is good. And also, yeah. big hate on having all of the kids watch the other kids yeah. have sex was like, yeah. no, no, no on this one. No Boundaries. on this whole thing. I don't agree with this. Yeah, yeah I'm, not, I'm not into this one. More raw cobbing, though. <laughs> okay, you needed a segue there. That was... <laughs> did, 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 um... <laughs> that's my segue. I thought that's what they were doing. Yeah, Bert rock cobs it. That's what they were doing. and But kids shouldn't see rock cobbing, <laughs> is what I'm trying to say. Um, it kind of it does explain, Mark, your issue with the first one, which is like, how are they growing all this corn? Yeah. That he who walks behind the rose is the one who brings the rain, and right. therefore they have these crop yields. I still, they also say that they smell manure, mm-hmm. right? At right. some point. So. So there's like, they still are, the kids are still a little bit too savvy for my, for, for my taste there on how to grow corn. I, mm-hmm. I you know, some, a lot of those kids are a little. Are no, I think little. it's that the They're parents are buried shit. in the cornfield. That's the smell that's coming. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, yeah sure. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. That also, makes while they see, do, while they do better ex- and better as we talk well, about they it. They do explain the corn, but they don't explain how those kids have welding equipment that's up and running. There's no electricity right? in the town, but they they can run a welder. That doesn't seem yeah, possible. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the more you talk about this movie, the more I'm liking it. 
I'm kind of regretting that I put it so high up in my list. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I know. Because I do agree, Dirk, that if if he had gone full Rambo yeah. and just sacked the town. Oh, man. It, yeah, I would have been. Note, man. I, totally I would have loved it so much more. Yeah. Uh, yep. They are yep. insufferable. The way you explained it to me, though, now with that backstory, makes a lot more sense. Like, oh, okay. I could see yeah. that it was a marriage of convenience. He he's probably mm-hmm. been really difficult since he got back from the war, which is mm-hmm. obvious. But they probably weren't too in love to begin with. Okay, that adds something to it. He's into racquetball, yeah. which I already, yeah. really love. <laughs> and <laughs> so you're kind of taking his side. <laughs> it could be her racquetball racket, that's Mark. Don't very you true. know? That's that's in, it's. You're right. I she could be I the racquetball lover. Judging there. Also, I think it's worth noting that this is the only corn movie where someone gets sliced by corn itself yeah. in the oh, cornfield. Mm-hmm. When you run through a cornfield, it's, gonna it's going to cut you, you bad. It, it's sharp. You're going to get cut by the leaves. This is the only corn where that happens to someone. Yeah. <sighs> the only one. That's the why corn I does, high on my list. The corn does cut people up in Children of the Corn too. Yes, it does. So it does cut people up in that. And cut some of the actors, even when they didn't make it a story point. Mm-hmm. Um, you could see cuts on their arms, as Mark pointed out in our episode. But yeah, I, great, thanks, I, Ryan. <laughs> Damn it! Slams pen, <laughs> oh, clicks pen. <laughs> so that is through order number fives. Uh, again, my biggest surprise. I felt like Joe in the Corn, two thousand nine. Um, number four. Go to our number okay. four, Dirk. Uh, I have Children of the Corn three, aka Children of the Corn in the Big City. <laughs> I, urban harvest. Yeah, urban urban harvest. I, I, okay. You put a big ass creature in the movie. You've already got me. I don't. I, mm-hmm. it, I get a lot of mileage out of that. Yeah. There's uh the dad's demon morph scarecrow face. I was all in it for that. Mm-hmm. I love the old newspaper mm-hmm. sequence where they're like, "It's him, all right." I know every inch of his face. I, was, I just love that. <laughs> yeah. Rather than being like, I know seventy five percent of his facial inches. Um, <laughs> The urban outfits are cool. The older brother being good at basketball. I like that there's this weird corn factory next to their house. Like mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. that's really yeah. weird. Yeah. In Chicago, apparently. So that's yeah. how it is. Uh the mom falling on the pipe death was pretty fun. Oh yeah, that was great. Um <sighs> Malcolm yeah. ripped apart yep. by the corn was my favorite death, maybe of most of the movies. Fifteen people die in this one, so that's a good head count. Yeah. Really good head and, count. Um, yeah. And yeah, that's that's it. I, I, for me, when you're talking, Ryan, about like, this one was really fun for me or, or whatever. This tone for this one, yep. this fit that weird sequel, why is it a sequel kind of thing that happens. Mm-hmm. And uh, where I would be like, yeah, I guess I'm going to rewatch that one, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah, yeah. number three, Urban Wait, Harvest. Four, right? uh, the, a Chicago. Yes, it, but it, three is the sequel. Number you're, you're number, oh, four, right. yeah. number three, Children of the Corn 3, <laughs> Urban Harvest. A Chicago that has corn uh, factories and yes. palm trees. That is, uh, that's the Chicago <laughs> we all know and love. Mm-hmm. Erica, your number four. My number four was 2009. All right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's where I ranked it for, again, all the reasons we, we've already chatted about. I don't think it's uh, spilling any new blood here. Yeah. <laughs> any fresh blood. <laughs> but yeah, it would have skyrocketed to my number two or number one had he just gone 
fully. I mean, he does take down a couple kids, kids, which was sort of like, hell yeah, let's do it. But I really thought he was going to take on the whole town of kids for a second. I was like, oh, he's just one by one going to That is the Children of the Corn sequel that we're ready for now. In this John Wick era, that is where he goes, no, I'm fucking killing kids. That's Wick's next location. Old kids, young kids, I don't care how old you are. The big kid got back up and he just snaps his arm and then grabs the little kid and snaps his neck. I was like, (laughs) yes. It's so excessive. I need take this out of the alleyway and run through town. Him just mowing down kids with his, you know, uh, that would be amazing. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Mark, you're number four. Before I get to that, uh, in the remake too, when he's running away from the kids, there's a scene when he goes to run into the corn that two kids totally Mm -hmm. biff it and they get trampled on. Yes, yes. Uh Ryan showed me that. We were wowed. Look at those two kids. Like like, those kids fell. fell. It was great. Yeah. They're all trying to run and like two kids totally fall. They yeah. had to yeah. use the tape. I was like, wow. Those Amazing. Kids really I think it's great it. that they left that in though, because you would fall down. It's a field. It's sure. uneven. It's sure. like, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. No, that, that, yeah. It's just, that charmed me somehow. Yeah. Number four. My number four. Is, oh, Mark, you said my number, number four, four is Children of the Corn it. Genesis. Uh, if you had, to, if yeah, you had that told really young wow. me that the Children of the Corn universe would meet with the Untouchables universe. I would have been like, right. no fucking way. No yeah, fucking way that's yeah. ever going to happen. Billy Drago. But the Frank Nitty uh, enter, uh, character mm-hmm. inside the uh, Corniverse. <laughs> I loved it. Loved it. <laughs> the Corniverse. Wow. <laughs> and he is like, he is just like bad from the minute. Like if you cast Billy Drago, you're that's not a character that is like, is he terrible? <laughs> like it's not that you you're cast him because you're like no this guy this guy's mm-hmm. evil like is yeah. a bad guy like I don't you're not casting Bill Drago to set up a question in the audience's <laughs> mind you're definitely trying to elicit this guy's awful yeah and that's why there's no that's why for me some of those things like well we're here I guess let's have a meal well let's spend the night I'm like Billy Drago is in this house get out as he's soon just as slowly you can. stroking a corn doll for so long <laughs> yeah just so, rubbing it on so his long. face yes mm-hmm uh, yeah, yeah, I don't. Yeah, well, that's don't really good for exfoliating. Uh, my number four. <laughs> I don't blame him for that. <laughs> Again, I was talking about how I was switching my list around in the last minute, so that means my number four is Children of the Corn Two: The Final Harvest from 1992. Essentially, a do-over of the first one. Instead, it's a father-son mm-hmm. instead of a husband and wife or boyfriend girlfriend. They drive in the car for a while. They turn off a biblical radio. Then they run afoul of the kids yep. from Gatlin, but in a new town yep. with a terrible father and a son who somewhat gets wrapped up in them, but doesn't really. Mm-hmm. Um, some stupid deaths, a woman going <laughs> in a wheelchair down the middle of a road that is somehow being controlled by a remote control car. <laughs> it, it, there's just tons of dumb stuff in this movie that is a delight. Though It starts with a movie with them like finding all the old parents in a basement, even though they apparently were in that restaurant yeah. in the first movie. I mean, it was pretty clear that they killed everybody mm-hmm. in that cafe and just poisoned their coffee. Like, I, it, you know... It, well, maybe I they know. moved them. Um, I mean, they might have needed the restaurant. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but yeah, there's... I, I actually think it's kind of more of a... It's definitely more of a fun dumb version of the first one but more or less just kind of a do-over and again they did it over pretty much the same story and we're like this will cap the series off they couldn't possibly continue the series 
but they also give the uh, the weird powers. That's actually the most expansive mm-hmm. of all the sequels because there's corn vision. All the kids have these weird powers. They have voodoo magic. There's all this stuff in this one that's like mm-hmm. they don't explore no. ever again. Yeah, <laughs> I mean no. that scene where he's in the back of the church with his voodoo doll and the guy's just like bleeding profusely from his nose is not repeated, and it's an amazing mm-hmm. kill. Like some of the kills in this are amazing because it was the I'm final like, time you were going to see this, all of them. They said it in the title this is it we're done we're done we could never repeat this we'll never do this again so the expansion of powers all that stuff doesn't happen the jelly bean takeover (laughs) of the brain i find that stuff just i mean i agree with you dirk like in the 1990s when you saw those kinds of effects that drove me insane i hated it i was like this looks so bad and just because we can kind of do it People are like, it looks great. Look at this new technology. And it's like, but it does still doesn't look good enough at, at this point. Mm-hmm. And so when people would put those sort of terrible, I guess, computer gen- generated images by definition alone, I was like, okay, but this is not good CGI. This is terrible stuff. But now in retrospect, looking back, I'm yeah. like, I love it. It's enjoyable. It's so bad that I I kind of love it. This one worked for me, and uh, it's my number four, nice. Children of the Corn 2, The Final Harvest. Let's go on to our number threes. Dirk, what's your Children number Children of the Corn Runaway. Oh, wow, yeah. really? Wow, that went rated yeah. really high. Well, Tell it has the why. least notes. I wrote, is this a Children of the Corn movie? That's my number one note. Yeah, that's that's a fair, fair question. Yeah. That's a fair note. And the yeah. biggest note, and then really. I wrote, you know what? This looks great. And then I wrote, rad effects. And uh, then I wrote, <laughs> clue? <laughs> question mark. And then I said, was that the movie you wanted to watch next? You're I like, thought Clue Gallagher Clue? was in it. Oh, yes, Clue Gallagher yeah. is in it. Yeah, because his right. son is the director. Uh, and then I wrote, kids yeah. gotta go and enjoy the blood. And that's all I wrote. And it's number three on my list. <laughs> <laughs> it's yes! hard to argue that. Any of that. You just slow clapped it and we're like, number yeah, three, I, baby. <laughs> I think maybe it lucked out because some of the other movies really were not my thing so much. And then this mm-hmm. one, it just felt like it yeah. wasn't any of these movies. And I was like... Uh, yeah, this is a nice break. Um, so yeah, that's mm-hmm. what put it at number three for me. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice, nice. Erica, what's your number three? My number three is Fields of Terror. That's my bronze. Wow. wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, that's a surprise. That is. That's a really? Surprise. Yeah. I oh, loved, I, David I, I Carradine. I thought it might be a little higher. That's all I, that's, oh. that's the thing. All right. Well, still got it. <laughs> still surprising you. Yeah, David Carradine, um, the firefighter's plan was to fight the fire with yeah, fire. Classic move. <laughs> I was like, I was like, wait a minute, we're going to put this fire out by adding more fire? Uh, He's or- also the only person in this town, or one of the only people in town that's like, these kids are not good. <laughs> but also like, let's fire fire with more fire. Like, yeah. well, you're, you're the one voice of reason and mm-hmm. you're useless. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's my number three. Loved it. Uh, Mark, you're number three. My number three is number three. Um, Urban Harvest. Nice. I appreciate nice. that Urban they, they filmed it all in little Los Angeles and Chicago. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love the ridiculous cutaway between the fence and that factory where they just keep trying to make it seem like there's a factory behind <laughs> <Yes>. the house. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even though when they yeah. lean against the fence, it very much moves because it's yeah, obviously it. not obviously a prop and not a real fence. Um, the the monster at the end makes no sense. 
Monster what the, the hell end. is oh, going it's on? So great. But so I was so in. Great. I was like one of the this... few times that you see who he, he, he who walks yeah. behind but, the rose. And, and yeah. I did not expect it to look like that. So surprise, surprise. No. I no. I loved mm-hmm. it. The mm-hmm. the second or two of claymation when he picked when the monster picks up uh, uh, the uh, what's yes. her name. I I rewound again and again, just enjoying every second. Only a couple seconds yeah. of that. Charlize Theron. Uh, well, yes. no, it's not her. Yeah, who makes her. I don't think she's the one that gets picked up. But she is in. She's oh, running okay. around in the background through that whole thing. She, she does get killed, yeah. and she is one of the children of the corn. This yeah. is her debut. I, in this I just. Film. Um, I, it's it's ridiculous. Uh, it's way overacted. The fact that there's no way in hell you would ship a crate of corn <laughs> open to Germany <laughs> and have them be on the dock, being like, "Yeah, this is the shit." That would never. And then he rock hobs it. Yeah. He rock hobs it. Rock hobs it right there on this, the docks. This shit has just been on a ship full of mice, and it's just open. And yeah. you're like, let's rock hob this thing. Let's take a bite. It has been washed. No. Oh, yeah. I I loved it. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, <laughs> my number three is not that though. My number three is Children of the Corn from 1984. Wow. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, the first explain one. Yourself. Uh, now, look, explain I, yourself. I, I'm not going to say that the first one isn't probably the most technically well made of them all. That it isn't probably the better of them all. But um, you know, it's about a couple that, as we all know, runs over a kid, gets away with it, and kidnaps two more children before <laughs> they leave this town. As we all know a simple story. <laughs> a simple a murder story and of, a, of a couple on a crime spree. <laughs> A lovable crime spree, though. <laughs> I, I think it could have used some of the brutality of some of the later ones, pick and choose. You could mm-hmm. have had a little bit more of that. Uh, or even just some of the weirdness. But again, I think this also comes from the fact this is the one I have seen the sure. most from all of these, that it kind of probably took this spot. Because I'm like, if I'm going to next you know, October or so, and I'm going to think, oh, which which show in the corner am I going to watch? I'm probably not going to watch the first mm-hmm. one. It's going to probably be further mm-hmm. down many years later that I will be like, yeah, let's throw on that first one. Yes, there's some better. I think the performances are better. Uh, I think John Franklin and uh, Courtney Gaines are terrific in that movie. I think, you know, the better some of the better kids yeah. um, that are in in that, though, they, there are some others that throughout these sequels that I think also do a really good job as Children of the Corn. But, um, yeah, I mean, I just think, like, if I'm going to go for one of these, there's a couple of these sillier, dumber ones that I'm probably going to put on first just for the freshness of it. Yeah. Uh, not because Turn on the Corn is, like, a bad movie or I think it's a terrible movie. It's just that I'm probably going to put on something, <laughs> as I'll get to, that I'll probably put on before I put on the original Children of the Corn. So that's why Fair. it's my number three. All right, let's go on to number oh, two. We're getting close. Dirk. Okay, Ooh. my number two is Children of the Corn, 1984. <gasps> okay, number two. Me yeah. too. Me too. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Uh, right. I mean, you've already done episodes on it. I'll keep it short. I think that it's the best cast. I think it's the best consistent tone. It's some of the weirdest effects, which are so bizarre that I was just like, oh, okay. Like the face, uh, alien face in the mushroom cloud is just like. Yep that's a extra layer of bizarre that I don't even. And yeah, again, sure. like we said, likable leads. I liked them. You know, some, mm-hmm. I know some people said they yes, don't work, yes. but I just think it, it's so nice to care about the people. 
and be like, I don't want the kids to get sure. him rather than like 2009 where I was just like, get them, get them right now. She keeps saying the same line over yeah. and over and over. <laughs> just get them. Yeah. 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 No, I agree. Now, I think we mentioned that there was maybe them as a couple didn't have right. much chemistry. Obviously, we recorded that uh, now almost three years ago. Wow. And that uh, that's before we saw yes. some of these other movies where like, no, they clearly have much more chemistry than than many of the other people or couples or whatever that are in this in these in this franchise. So um, and yes, you didn't yeah. care about them. They're mm-hmm. very good actors, obviously. Um, yeah, I totally agree. What? Same for you guys. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Same. You guys, Erica. Same. Yep. Yeah. Uh, well, I I disagree though that it's the greatest cast because the greatest cast is my number two, Children of the Corn Five, Fields of Terror. Um, I mean, look, guys, this is written directed by Ethan Wiley, who did House Two, one of my absolute oh, favorites, boy. and Eva <clears throat> Mendez, Alexis Arquette, Ahmed Zappa, not everyone's favorite Zappa, uh, uh, Zappa, Kane Hodder, Fred Williamson. David Carradine. I mean, this cast is bananas. Divinity Falls is the town. It's fictional. It was filmed in Ventura, California. Um, They're using... Great job securing the ashes in that car. (laughs) You just have it loose. Yes. (laughs) And it gets all over you because, of course, it would. If you stop just really hard at a stoplight, those ashes are going everywhere. You didn't even put tape over it or... I don't know, do anything to secure it. You're just holding it in the back like a football. Serious piece of shit Um, car, too. Again, <laughs> piece Terrible of shit car. car. I also love that in this one, David Carradine is in charge of the children. How <laughs> yep. does that work? Yep. Children and an adult man of the corn. This one is called. Um, the '90s fashion to me was is a delight. Maybe at, in the '90s, I would have been like, "This is too real," and I hate it, and I hate all of you. But now I can look at it and be like, "Oh, this is this. Look at how awful." <laughs> We yeah. thought some people thought some of this shit was so cool. <laughs> and it's awful looking. Fred Williamson and David Carradine's death scenes, they go out in a blaze yeah. of glory. It's one of yeah. the better deaths of the yeah. franchise. We have chainsaw wielding children, fiery corn si- silos, terrible firemen. I mean, and then uh, there's a good child actor in Ezekiel. She adopts the baby, the, the, the flames in the eyes. I mean, I was like... Wow. And another teaser ending, which, by the way, so many of these movies have like oh, teasers. Yeah. That you're oh. like, that's yeah. the next movie. No, nope. Never nope. Never going to happen. Nope. We'll never see that idea again. That was just for this. Will not happen. They yeah. tease so often these movies have a teaser like, oh, I see it. Next chapter will be this. <laughs> Each one nope. of these could have had final sacrifice at the end of the yes. title. <laughs> <laughs> this this was my switch with number two, and I just feel like I probably because this one's the most bananas mm-hmm. of of all of them. It's 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 so like what is happening? Why is a man in charge? They're children well, of the corn. None of I these. I think th- they're using him like sense. a puppet. Is what I thought. I think so, but I don't yeah. understand how or why or it. Yeah, the way he dies, he was already dead, wasn't yeah. he? So they were just using him as a puppet. He'd been dead for years. Hence the incredible okay. death that he has. Yes, yes, which he has an incredible death. So I don't know. For me, that's my number two. I just think it's insane, and I will enjoy rewatching it because it's just filled with insanity. But let's get to our number ones. Oh, Dirt. This is it. This Here we go. The number ones. Okay. This is crucial. This uh, is crucial. No pressure. Uh, I chose Children of the Corn for the Gathering. 
What? Wow! Oh. That's right, because you like the, the darkness and the good acting. Yes. Oh, I wrote, Karen Black is amazing. Uh, Naomi Watts. She, I she love, is. Uh, there's a lot of camera movement in this piece. Um, it ties back to the twins. Peace! <laughs> peace! <laughs> peace! Open this piece! That's how the director yeah. introduced it. Uh, I would like to introduce you yeah. to my latest piece. Children of the Corn for yes. the Gathering. I also wrote that it was well lit. <laughs> How desperate were you at this point? By the time you watched this. Wow. Oh, wow. Wow. At what point did you go, this is number one? Uh, I think after I watched 2009 is when I had like a final like, okay. Because mm. I really okay. liked the way that they kind of did all this weird tooth stuff I thought was really interesting that, that all was. the kids were sick at the same time. I like mm-hmm. that they introduced yeah, Mercury. Yeah. So I was like, Oh, they're giving me rules. I know what's going on. Mm-hmm. And not that yes. I need that. Yes. I love the chaos of them just being like, there's corn and we don't know what's in there. But I really, for some reason was like, I just wanted some kind of logic. And then uh, I liked that all the kids cut their hands and a girl levitates and is swallowed up. And then there was a melting man. And I just love anytime someone can melt. Um, yeah, yeah, it's. I just uh, that was me. Yeah, I love a good melt. melting man, and uh, and like sweet. That's what put it at number one for me. <laughs> number wow. one, wow, yeah. wow, it, wow. All I agree with all the pieces. I just I felt like it was too slow. Yeah, oh, I, I could see that. All yeah. The, yeah, I thought yeah. the plot was. I, in fact, my notes were like, "This has the probably the best plot out of all of them." Where you have rules. The kids all getting sick. They're pulling out the teeth. I was like, "This is gross." I'm yeah. really into it. I just was like, "Come on, yeah, move this along a little bit." We're yeah. just moving That's at a pretty slow, slow pace here. 2009. Like I, I couldn't find it, and then I, I was able to watch it, and I kept trying to skip ahead because I was like, "We just need to be done with all of these." <laughs> right. But every time I skip something, it looked like yeah. I missed something. So I actually ended up watching 2009 way longer because I kept mm-hmm. having to go back because I was like, "Why does he have blood on his face?" It, anyway, right. that's a movie we already talked yeah. about. But. Erica, what is your number one? Urban Harvest, <laughs> nice. baby. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. For everything that we mentioned, it's so ridiculous. It's the birth of the rock hob. <laughs> you know, it's just so silly and fun. But the thing that really clinched it for me was when she's saying goodbye. The mom is saying goodbye to the boys. And the older boy is like, goodbye, and gives her a hug. And then the younger boy puts his tongue <laughs> in her ear, like fully into her ear. Because he's like, aren't you going to give me a kiss? And she's like, well, of course I am. And then he's like, eh, and sticks his tongue in her ear. I was like, oh, <laughs> she like, really freaked out at that she, moment. No but she doesn't that. though. She has like no reaction. She just she's snaps just back like, and is like, oh, whoa, what was that? I would flip if either of our kids jammed their tongue into my ear. I'm gonna be like, what? <laughs> like, what right. just happened? Why did you? It's so gross. It's yeah, so, it is so gross. So yucky. And she has no reaction. I thought it was hilarious. And I was like, that's it. Number one. And he's very good. The kid who. Uh, who, who yeah, he's good. He's a creep. I liked that you thought maybe that they would be all right and that it might work out. There was a little no. bit of hope. And then you're like, oh, no, this this is not going to work out. When that mom died on the pipe, I was like, all bets are off. <laughs> Urban Harvest is bonkers. I'm here for it. It's hands down my number one. I can't. I, I look forward to watching it again, which I can't say with confidence about the others. If you've grown up as a Mennonite and you've always thought maybe there's a future for you in basketball, 
this is a movie that's going to boost up your self-confidence. Because <laughs> yep. it can yes. happen. You're like, yeah, I grew up in a, yeah, yeah, I grew up in a small town and a weird sort of religion, <laughs> but maybe I can still make it. Mark, what is your... Show the corn one? two, the final sacrifice. Yeah. Uh, I thought that you had tipped your head it's, in our uh, episode. It, like you said, and we've already talked about it, so I, I, I won't. It's number one, but crazier. And I just really enjoy all the stupid things. The CGI is terrible. And you're right. At the time, like when Lawnmower Man came out, it was terrible then. But there's a design aesthetic to it now that has aged well, where it's funny. And it's like you don't ever see that done today, even with like a wink. Mm -hmm. It's a really it's in a time capsule Mm -hmm. in and of itself. It's also a movie where like the kids were kind of right the whole time. Like the parents were pretty dumb mm. um mm-hmm. they didn't know how to get out of a burning uh church full of windows they didn't think maybe we should break a window and get out of here <laughs> uh social services just dropped yeah. them off in a cornfield of course you'd be pissed off about that um you know right, right. And really don't don't trespass on people's cornfields that's not public land i mean there's a reason <laughs> right. that yeah. the kids should right. be like hey this isn't that's your fair. land get off my land um, so all of that, plus the sweatiest sex scene of any of the movies, I love it. <laughs> and unfortunately, there are other sex scenes. <laughs> and at least this one has two adults. So that's right. that's a good, that's always nice. Well, uh, I'm going to, I agree with you, Erica. My number nice. one is Urban Harvest. The first ETV, uh, first released by Miramax Dimension, directed by James D.R. Hickox in his debut. He's the brother of Anthony Hickox who directed Hellraiser 3 and was uh, directing Hellraiser 3 at the same time as the second Children of the Corn, because they were shooting them. Well, actually, they shot them back to back. Uh, He also shot Waxworks 1 and 2 and Warlock Armageddon. And it's written by Dode B. Levinson, who wrote 1994's Angel 4 Undercover. (laughs) He's the guy who wrote Urban Harvest. Um, So many great things we already talked about. Uh, The effects by Screaming Mad George, I think, are still pretty decent. Daniel Cerny was also in Demonic Toys and this and then quit. (laughs) (laughs) Quit acting forever. Said, I'm good. I was in those two pieces of shit. I'm out. Uh, (laughs) We we mentioned it's the Rock Cobb beginning. Um, Charlize Theron makes her debut in this. They clearly made the creature, uh, the He Who Walks Behind the Rose, based on the thing because he looks halfway like the end thing creature that's and and so of course i was into that um i love the ending note with uh the brother going hey uh i know my adopted brother killed your whole family but could we kiss now <laughs> i mean essentially what's oh, this i mean yes. it ends on that note which she's like oh you and i'm like yeah. your family's dead like yeah. i mean this relationship may have a future but this is not the moment yeah <laughs> read the room buddy not well, the moment she, to be like he, he knew that she was in shock and this was his moment you know she wasn't thinking straight right. yeah, yeah this is it he's like i gotta go now while i can she's gonna have a lot of mourning to Terrible. do there's gonna be a lot of funerals to attend I mean, I mean, and also like it's it's it, as we mentioned, the execution is still awkward, but the idea of corn going all over the place and this becoming a big global thing is is actually like wow, okay, that's an interesting idea for future corns. <laughs> no, we will not pursue that idea in future corns. We're going to the gathering. It's a totally different thing. We're losing teeth. It's where we'll abandon yeah. that idea. 
it's just it's got so much fun dumb stuff in it and yeah. i'm like if i'm thinking of one i'm gonna rewatch. i'm gonna go to three and then if i watch three i might go yeah that fifth one's also really <laughs> got a lot of weird stuff in it i want to check that one out and then i'll like go you should watch the first one it's definitely the better one of all these you should watch that one first so you should watch that and then oh wait the second one's pretty much the same thing so i should do that so that's my order that's my thought process uh, Children of the Corn 3, Urban So Harvest. I have an extra credit question. That's my number one. Oh. <laughs> okay. Ooh. We've all watched all of these movies, and I'm sure we all would like to take a break from watching all of these movies. <laughs> yeah. Which movie oh, sure. do you think you will pull out of the whole stack and watch again? When you decide, I think I'm going to watch a Children of the Corn movie. Which one are you going to go to first? Will it be your number one or? It will be for me, for sure, because that's yeah. what I set it up as. I mean, if I set up my list based on, like, what are the better movies? Like, I would have a different list. But this is on what do okay, I so want to Maybe this is a terrible extra credit. We just cut it all the way Urban Harvest. But, no, I would, I would <laughs> go to Urban Harvest probably. Yeah, over my number nice. one. Just because I do tend to gravitate towards more wild, fun stuff. And... Unfortunately, my wife watched mm-hmm. that one with me. Otherwise, I would say that would be the first one out of all of them I would show her because mm-hmm. I think the payoffs and stuff okay. are good and it like has a good pace. Whereas some of the other ones, I think mm-hmm. the, the raggediness of it or whatever, she would just be like, I'm just going to do emails and she would not watch it, <laughs> you know, which happens a, happens a lot. Right. A lot. <laughs> Even for 82 minutes, some of these are a little mm. like, yeah. let's, let's move on, guys. Let's get to yeah. it. I know you, it's 82 minutes, but let's do it. Let's go through these lists again. Erica, do you mind reading our list? We'll go through this one more time, starting with Dirks. Dirks, number 10 was Fields of Terror. Number nine, Final Sacrifice. Number eight, Revelation. Number seven, Isaac's Return. Number six, Genesis. Number five, Children of the Corn 2009. Number four, Urban Harvest. Number three, Runaway. Number two, the OG, Children of the Corn. And number one, The Gathering. Man, that's weird. It really is. Erica, yours? My number 10 was 666. Number nine, Final Sacrifice. Number eight, Revelation. Number seven, Genesis. Number six, Runaway. Number five, The Gathering. Number four, 2009. Number three, Fields of Terror. Number two, the OG. Number one, Urban Harvest. <laughs> Mark's number 10 is Revelation. Number 9, Runaway. Number 8, 666. Number 7, 2009. Number 6, The Gathering. Number 5, Fields of Terror. Number 4, Genesis. Number 3, Urban Harvest. Number 2, The OG. And number 1, The Final Sacrifice. And finally, Ryan's number 10, Revelation. Number nine, Genesis. Number eight, 666. Number seven, Runaway. Number six, The Gathering. Number five, 2009. Number four, Final Sacrifice. Number three, OG. Number two, Fields of Terror. And aligned perfectly with his wife, number one, <laughs> Urban Harvest. Wow. Guys, we did it. We ranked the corns for October. We did it. We did it. We did it. We uh, fully immersed ourselves in the corniverse. We did. And uh, did did you? Did you disagree? Are we insane yes. for these lists? Let us know. Rate <laughs> and review us if you can for this for this episode. Uh, please listen to Dirk's yes, podcast, yes. VHS podcast. Dirk, tell us what you got going on on VHS. 
a terrific podcast. I don't miss an episode. Oh, thank you. Tell us yeah, more. Uh, right now we're, you know, in October, so I'm doing a Wet Hot American Summer is the next one, obviously, with a camp counselor. Um, nice. You know, on brand yes. of course. This month. Um, and then my daughter's going to come on. She's going to talk about the Munsters and Hocus Pocus 2, because I thought it'd be interesting. We've all heard from 20s, 30s, and 40-year-olds but what about the target market? So, so we'll see what right. she thinks yes. of those exactly. things. I, exactly. Last year we did Ghostbusters oh, and Beetlejuice, the movies versus the cartoons. Um, so mm-hmm. that's this year's, and um, and yeah, it's just been a it's been a lot of fun, and um, I can't wait for a break. <laughs> I, yeah, and, and your show, we should say too, is not only just discussing the movie, but discussing a movie with somebody who has has the occupation yeah. uh, in the movie. So that's why you're talking with somebody uh, about what right, that does make more sense when you frame it that way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you no. do an excellent job of framing it in the show, but I just wanted to mention that. Yeah. In case uh, I just had familiar. a special effects artist on and we did FX two. And you talked to Mark Showstrom, which we also talked to on this yes. podcast about FX. Yeah, I was so excited to hear your guys' conversation with Mark. Cause he doesn't do a ton of podcasts. And so when mm-hmm. I was like, uh, I always appreciate the three of you and your show and the amount of, um, you know, research that you put into things. So I knew if you got Mark on there that you'd have some gems. And that, that episode's fantastic, by the way. Oh, thank you. Thank you very oh, much. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. So was your episode with him as well. And I love FX2. Thank you so much, Dirk, for being here. Thank you so much for listening. A big thank to a uh, big thank you to our friend Brett Berg for helping us out with this episode. We really appreciate you. And thank you guys again for listening. We will see you next time on our next episode of Corntober. We have a big interview coming out next week. So make sure you stay tuned. It's a Children of the Corn centric episode. So make sure you stay tuned for the final week of Corntober. And we'll see you next time on the New World Pictures podcast. Bye. Bye, everybody.